Hello and welcome to Tash Talks, the podcast. Get ready to boss up and slay the game with the ultimate platform for fierce female entrepreneurs like you. My intention for this podcast is to arm you with the most powerful tips, cutting edge tools and transformative teachings that will activate your next level. The go-to destination for unmissable and unfiltered badass conversations. I'm your host, Natasha Clark, mindset and business coach and founder of the Soul Strategy Method, helping you to unlock the power of your unconscious mind while mastering strategies to build a profitable and pleasurable business. We are here here to redefine success one one boss boss move move at a time. time. Hello, my beautiful soul, and welcome back to another episode of the Tash Talks podcast. I am so freaking pleased that you loved last week's motivational audio so much. I mean, the DMs have been flooded, so thank you. Also, the numbers kind of speak for themselves, the amount of downloads that one's had. So I'm so glad that you're not just listening to this once, that you are continuously having this in your ear to constantly remind yourself and condition yourself for freaking success. So well freaking done you. Now, in this episode, I'm going to be sharing with you five ways in which you could be subconsciously self-sabotaging yourself. Now, I just kind of want to say this before we actually jump into this, which is there is no judgment, no shade. I have done every single one of these ways between these one and five and many, many more many, many times. Plus the clients that I help every single day come to me with experiencing one, two, or all five of these. So I kind of want you to have no judgment around this. This is why I call this episode subconsciously self-sabotaging yourself, because you may not even be aware of what actually is going on until you hear these ways. And then you're like, oh, so I want you to get curious. I want you to tap into the sensation of interest and awareness of these five different ways. Because as soon as we have awareness, we know this, it's the first step to changing anything. It's what I teach in my ACI method. A for awareness, C clearance, and then I identity. So let's jump in. Number one, not looking at your finances. (sighs) Again, remember, no shame. I put my hand up right now because I have totally done this. Hiding away from those daunting figures, whatever those figures are, just hiding away from them because it's kind of like out of sight, out of mind. What I don't know won't hurt me. Uh Uh-uh. Yes, it will. What about this fact? Do you know what you have earned? If I was to literally be in a session with you right now and I said, okay, so how much currently we were at the beginning of the month, how much have you made this month so far? What's your reoccurring income? What's the amount of expenses that are out, personal and business? Would you know those numbers? You know, are you hiding away from those monthly emails from your accountant because you just do not want to face the P&L? Or you're avoiding that email or the phone call about how much should be in your tax or VAT account or that VAT tax bill has come through and you just don't want to open it because you're just so scared of what those numbers are going to be. But unfortunately, this will not solve anything. You have got to face it like a CEO. Okay, I'm going to be 
tough tash here. I'm going to give your booty a kick up the ass, right? Awareness of your numbers is how you step into that CEO. This is the first step in how do you expect to break through those glass ceilings of that next level of income that you want to make if you can't actually even know what your numbers are right now you don't even know what's coming in you don't have a separate excel doc that shows you your revenue that you've made that month but also another separate doc that potentially shows you the cash you've made because we know that they're two very different numbers if someone's signing up for a 10,000 pay in full well then that's cash in the bank if someone's signing up for a payment plan over 10 months well the cash that you have in your account is a thousand pound it isn't 10k so are you being smart and savvy when it comes to these numbers? Because shying away from them won't change a thing. It won't leverage your business. It won't allow you to step into the CEO role. It won't activate and unlock that next level, whether it be six or multi-six. It won't allow you to do that in your business. And you will be self-sabotaging by not looking at your finances. So what I want you to do, I want you to stop this straight away. Okay. And I want you to get into the deets of your money, honey. I want you to set yourself a CEO money date. Now I have mine every Monday. I call it money Monday. Now something that I use is something called profit first, which I will absolutely go into in a whole different episode. But that's what I do. I sit down every Monday. I look at what I've made for the week. What's I know what my expenses are. I know what should be my VAT account, my tax account. Uh, I know how much profit I've made. Like, I am so clear about these things. But I, 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 there was times in my business where I wasn't. Absolutely. I remember I didn't even learn my lesson when I was modeling. So obviously, when I was modeling, I was self-employed. So it's down to you to... <laughs> To, to know how much tax that you need to have saved away. And it's down to you to have saved that. I didn't do that. I was spending like a beta. I was making big money and I was spending big money. And when that tax bill came through, it was like a smack in the face. I was like, holy hell, what am I going to do? I haven't saved this. <laughs> I don't have this. And you would have thought that I would have learned my lesson, but I didn't. And in my business, I repeated the same mistakes. So no judgment, no shade. This is about awareness. And when we are looking to step into that badass CEO that you desire to be, these are the steps that we need to do. So it starts today. We get our diaries out. We mark the date in. We do it as a date as if you were dating, you know, your husband or your wife or your partner. You put the dates into your diary. When I'm seeing my best friends, I get my diary out and I write it down. If I'm having a play day, I write it in my diary. If I'm having a, a weekend away or a night out with Michael, I write it in my diary. The same when it comes to your finances. Stop treating your business like a hobby and it will start paying you like a hobby. Treat it like a freaking empire now. So you're building that and leveraging that. Okay. Number two, another way that you could be subconsciously self-sabotaging, which is not showing up on social media. Allowing yourself to be in that consumption mode. And 15 minutes, a half an hour, an hour has gone past and you're still scrolling, you're still consuming. Or maybe you're just in that comparisonitis where you're just looking through on social media at what everybody else is doing. And you're thinking, I don't think my idle client's in my audience. 
or your reel didn't go viral. So you're thinking to yourself, well, what's the point? I'm posting, but nobody's watching. Nobody's listening. What's the point? Well, you're wrong. I hate to break it to you, but you're wrong because they are and they always are. I remember, I've got so many examples of this, but very, very recently I had a client um, come into my DMs, slide into my DMs and say, oh my goodness, Tasha, I've been following you for over a year and I'm ready. Like I want to, I want to work with you. And I'm like, what? I have never seen a like, a comment or a DM from this person ever before. I've also had clients DM me saying, oh my goodness, I've binged all your content. Like I'm in, send me a DM and go like, right, I want to work with you one-on-one or I want to join conscious coach or whatever it may be. So please don't tell me that your audience, your idle clients are not in there. I mean, this could be a strategy thing. I could say to you, maybe you need to look at your messaging. Maybe your marketing is off. So of course, if you are selling the most amazing, juicy cheeseburger and your audience are full of vegans, then of course, it doesn't matter how incredible your cheeseburger is. You ain't never going to sell it. So it could be like this. It could be a strategy thing, right? Social media is an incredible platform. It's also free. So you want to leverage this. You want to be building an incredible community. You want to be building connection. You want to be using it to showcase yourself as the go-to expert, okay? So I want you to think about how you can stop this right now. So if it is a strategy thing, and if you're like, well, actually, Tash, I don't really have a kind of clear, concise strategy when it comes to social media. So I don't really know what I'm doing. I'm kind of like throwing spaghetti at the wall and just hoping that it sticks. Well, then I would say absolutely get help. Like go find a mentor, a coach, um, a program, a course that is going to help you with that. Um, You're more than welcome to, to send me a DM if you'd like me to help you with that. But if it's not a strategy thing, and in fact, it's actually a you thing, I don't want you to shy away from this. I want you to look at it and I want you to look at the real reason of why you don't want to show up daily, why you are struggling with the commitment to be consistent. What actually are the beliefs that you have around being visible? Lots of my clients, when they come to work with me, they actually have a block around being seen. That that visibility doesn't make them feel safe. You know, that fear of judgment. What if I show up and somebody thinks this of me? What happens if Jill down the road sees how much I'm making each month? What happens if my ex-best friend or ex-boyfriend um, sees me and judges me and thinks I'm silly or thinks that I'm, I'm just what I'm doing isn't important enough? Or we can get so consumed in the fear of judgment that it stops us from doing what we actually really want to do and showing up for our ideal clients, our audience that are out there. So. What you want to do is you want to actually work on actually clearing this because you cannot execute an incredible social media strategy if you have beliefs and blocks behind it. Okay, you have to. It's like a garden. You can't garden. Does that even make sense? You can't garden like you can't let seed. That's what I meant to say. (laughs) You can't garden a garden. No, let's say you want to go out and you actually want to grow the most incredible rose bush, right? But there's all weeds underneath. You can't just seed and expect the weeds to just go. No, you've got to get in there and you've got to take out those weeds and then you actually put down the seeds and sow them, right? So you have to do that inner work first before you can execute an incredible social media strategy. Now, the third way in which you could be subconsciously self-sabotaging is overbuying the strategy. 
Dun, dun, dun. Yes, thinking that the answer is more in the strategy. Investing and investing and investing into the next big craze, a new strategy, thinking the one that maybe you're working on right now isn't working or hasn't worked. I see so many of my clients come to me convinced, convinced that their strategy isn't working, even though it has done before. But after we've worked on shifting their beliefs and their blocks that were stuck in their subconscious mind, we then, in fact, use the exact same strategy what they came to me with, and it worked. So, of course, it did. And listen, many of my clients and myself, and I'm sure you can relate to this as well, have spent thousands upon thousands on strategy seeking out the answers that are outside themselves. I'll put my hands up. You know, 18 months ago, I'd done the exact same thing in in, in my life and in my business and in a whole different podcast that explain about this. But if you're in Subconscious Coach, my program, you know all the details. And if you're joining the next cohort, you're going to find out all the details. But very, very long story short, it was a very, very challenging year. And instead of looking in, I actually looked out and I invested around £30,000 into more strategy, more strategy, and more strategy. And it wasn't the masculine strategy energy I needed. I needed to work on myself. So I know firsthand how important this work is. Now, listen, I am not saying that strategy isn't important. For sure, I'm not saying that. I'm a business coach. I know the importance of strategy, but there is a place for it. And to me, what I teach is soul strategy. The soul, the inner self-mastery will always come first. Then we marry that with incredible strategy that works for you and your business, okay? So, be honest with yourself. Maybe are you trying to hide behind that lack of strategy? You know, are you self-sabotaging thinking, well, it's actually easier to blame an external thing. It's easier to go, I learned that strategy and it didn't work. I tried that and it didn't work because we're blaming something that's outside of ourselves, which is less scarier than putting the mirror back on ourselves and actually leaning in and looking within. Like that's a lot harder. Let's be fair. Like I said, strategy works. But what's different is the person is you, because what you could do the exact same strategy of a client that I've got, and it works incredible with my client, but it doesn't work incredible with you. Now, it's not the strategy. In fact, it's it's it differs person to person, business to business, beliefs to beliefs, thoughts to thoughts. The condition you've had is very different to the condition I've had, my clients have had, the person down the road's had. So that's all got to be taken into consideration once you're doing this inner work. That's just not, if it was just as easy as buy this strategy and everything will work out for you, everyone would be gazillionaires. And it's not the case because of our condition, because of our subconscious blocks. Some people think they can bypass this and, and not do the inner work and then wonder why they're struggling and blame everything else, the coaches, the strategy, the environment, the fill in the blank. But not you, you're a badass. You're somebody that goes, actually, no, I'm going to look inside. I know that with the right strategy, I could execute that, but I actually need to work on myself. I need to work from within, right? So stop using strategy to hide behind from doing the inner work on yourself. Make those decisions to look within. Master you, master your subconscious mind and break through those glass ceilings that you currently have on yourself because that is what's stopping you. That's what's self-sabotaging you from that next level of success for you. And I know you don't want it and I certainly don't want it for you. 
Now, let's get on to number four. Not asking for help. Trying to do it alone. Now, this ends up with you just feeling exhausted and even burnt out. Now, my mum, excuse the failed attempt, <laughs> the Irish accent, but my mum always says, when um, I remember a situation when somebody, whoever we were with, it's a family member, maybe it was my sister, and she was talking about something and she was going, oh, yeah, I've got to do this and I've got to do that. And my mum went, <laughs> Jesus, nobody honours the marriage, right? And uh, we were all absolutely cracking up at this. And excuse me if I do not mean to <laughs> insult you if you're Irish and you're like, what was that actual accent? Some people in my family think I'm really good at the accent. Some people, which also my family, don't think. And they're like, what is that accent? I tell you what, my actual younger sister does a really good, I'd probably have to get onto the podcast to do it. <laughs> she does a really good um, take of my mum. Like sometimes it, when Katie's saying it, it's literally like my mum's saying it. So she says this, and it's so true. We try and be the martyr, don't we? We try and do it all. We try and... It's kind of so we can wear that badge of honor going, I did this myself. I built this with blood, sweat and tears, with late nights and lack of sleep and eating dust and blah, blah, blah. And I feel worthy of this success now because no, 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 no. You're worthy of the success anyway. You don't need to add the hustle on to this. You don't need to have worked 20 gazillion hours in order for you to have the success that you do. Like it's absolute rubbish and it's our conditioning. I know this. I was conditioned and brought up in an incredible family where they honored hard work. My mum worked really, really hard as well as raising our, you know, uh, three kids that she had, me and my sisters. My dad worked six days a week. Like I was very conditioned with that. And you know, of course, I'm, I'm really grateful that that was ingrained into me that, you know, that I do have that work ethic. But what's also really important and what entrepreneurship has completely changed me is that doesn't equal how much money you make. Right. Because there were times in my business, especially at the beginning where I was hustling hard. Yet I wasn't making the money. So just going to call all that out on BS. <laughs> um, I had a client actually that came to me. And it took her so long to actually come to me and ask for the help because she was so conditioned with this belief that she had to do this by herself. Now, from working together, what we actually uncovered was there's a secondary gain. There was a secondary gain to this belief that she had, and it was that she got attention. She got praise from her family when she hustled. You know, oh, she works so hard, bless her. Geez, like, how do you manage? How do you manage it all? Like, you're just superwoman. And she, from a young child, when we tap into the inner child work, you know, she was scared to lose this attention. She was scared to lose this praise if she was to delegate it out and got help, you know, and stepping into a new identity without this external validation for her was new. So, of course, when you're stepping outside your comfort zone, it takes conditioning of your subconscious mind to get behind. So this is the work and why it's really important that you do then tap into your inner child, your ego and your higher self and bring that kind of trio together to create a formidable force. You know, we think things like, I should work through this myself. Like I, I, I should be able to do this by myself. You know, I should be able to run the house, run the business, be the greatest best friend, you know, garden I should be able to bake I should be able to teach my son my daughter Japanese son like we, we we take this on don't we we think that we should but for what like for who who said that we had to do this 
You know, like my mom says, you don't get a badge of honor because you've done this all by yourself. Like I'm so much like bring on the team. I never used to be. I really did struggle with this. An example that I'll share with you is when we moved, when we bought our first house, it was the discussion around hiring a cleaner. Now, Michael um, has has always had a cleaner, right? He had a cleaner in, in his um, his flat. Um, and when I went to move in with him, he, he had a clean look. It was just, it's just what you did, right? So I felt bad. I took on this judgment, fear, I suppose, of being judged that well, I, if I'm working from home, I should be able to like clean my own house. I should be able to keep it tidy. You know, I should be able to run the business and do this and do that. But for what? Because it was absolutely killing me. You know, at the end of the night when I was exhausted in bed, I'd be like, well, I cleaned the house and I'd done three loads of washing and I ran the business and I went for a walk and I served my clients. And it's like, and I'm also exhausted. So I then took on this new approach of, bring on the team, like allow the support to come in. If somebody loves their job and they are so much more better at it and quicker, why would I take that away from them? And they bring on the support. You know, the people that I have in my business supporting me, they're incredible at what they do and what they're able to do in such a short, quicker amount of time compared to what I do. I'm like amazing delegate. You know, the team that I have that support me at home, they're incredible at what they do. I now have it without guilt. You know, I hire help. I have my coach, my mentor. I buy programs. I join group programs, courses, memberships. Why? Because I want to bring in the help, you know, and I think this is really, really important that you start to look at your business and in your life of where you would love to have support and then work on the beliefs of why you think the support is bad, why you think that you shouldn't. You know, one of my clients came to me, she was a mindset coach and she said, Tash, I really should be able to do this by myself. And I'm like, "Uh uh-uh, no. This is why you're an incredible coach because of everything you have learned and your ability to be able to go, right, I've hit a ceiling, that one I want help with. I'm a mindset and business coach. I have a mindset and business coach. Like it's a given. Of course I want support. I want someone to keep me accountable. I want someone to call me out on my BS. I want someone to break and help through Uh, help me break through my glass ceilings. I want somebody that's going to cheerlead me. Like I want the help and support. So I want you to look at your life and business of what support you would love to get and then just go and get it. Just freaking go and get it. Now, lastly, number five, looking for triggers to live them out and prove yourself right. Now you may be thinking, why would I want to do this? But remember, these are subconscious. So maybe you're searching on Instagram and looking at other business owners doing what you're doing, but yet they're making triple what you do, or they're celebrating huge milestones or larger successes than you. So you kind of go onto their page to look at them succeeding, and then for you to go, see, told you, see, I can't do it. I'm not making X in X amount of time. I won't get to Y. And then we go into, I'm not good enough. I'm not good at what I do. It will never happen to me. Basically, hello, victim mode. It's our safety blanket. This is a known feeling, a known sensation, and we get to be right. Now, our mind is always looking for evidence to back up our thoughts. So you going onto Instagram to look at those people is then backing up your, your thoughts. Ah, see, she's able to do this. She's done this. She's smashed this. She's achieved this. I haven't. I'm not. And we go into this vicious downward spiral right what I want you to do is unfollow those people if you are in a habit of 
going to follow these people literally just to torment yourself and make yourself feel crap after watching them or listening to them, don't do it. Stop it absolutely right now. You don't have to unfollow them. You can just mute them if you if you want to. You need to stop this cycle right now. You need to take back your control. Now, instead, what I want you to do is I want you to look for evidence to support the positive and empowering thoughts that you have. Where is the evidence that it is working? And stack that up. Imagine you have a, let's call it an evidence bank, okay? And you're like, stack it up, stack it up, stack it up. Seek out, like literally consciously go out and go, yep, this is working, brilliant. This is working, amazing. This is, and stack that up in that bank, okay? So what we want to do is we want to give ourselves our mind the evidence of what actually is working because where energy goes, where we're, what we're focusing on, we're going to actually flow more energy there. And that's what we want. So to round it all up, what I want you to do is go over these points one to five and see which one or which ones resonate with you. And once you've done that, then I want you to look at how you can work on shifting these. Now, like I mentioned before, if there's anything that I can help you with, with shifting these, like I'm like the subconscious whisperer. I love to whisper into your subconscious, rewire it, reprogram you for freaking success and break through those glass ceilings of income, of impact and actually create a profitable, pleasurable business. So if that is you and you sound like, yes, Natasha, that is me. Send me a DM over on Instagram at Natasha Clark Coaching. And I cannot wait to see you on the next episode. And remember, you are a freaking badass. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Tash Talks podcast. Do not forget to hit the follow button so that you never miss an episode. And if you enjoyed this episode, then please do share it with your friends who need to hear this. And come on over and tag me over on Instagram. It's at Natasha Clark Coaching. It would mean the absolute world to me if you left me a review. This means that I can get this podcast out to as many badasses as I possibly can. And as a thank you from my heart to yours, I would love to send you a gift. So make sure you take a screenshot of your review and send it over to my team, which is help at natashaclarkcoaching.com. I cannot wait to see you in the next episode. And remember, you are a freaking badass.